Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? I hope you are doing well and business is booming. As Dave Ramsey says, if we don't know our numbers, we don't know our business. And so we've been on a marathon around here of unpacking what it actually means to know our numbers. And to help us do this, I brought on some experts. The last couple episodes, we heard from Joey Coberly, his wife, Megan. They are bookkeepers that specialize in actual landscaping and lawn care businesses. They have a ton of customers all across America that have lawn care and landscaping businesses. So they shared some thoughts on profitability and uh, building a business with a good foundation. And today we're going to add to the mix our friend Sheila Chaplin. She's a certified financial planner. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to just dive deeper and deeper into knowing our numbers and making sure we're building our business the right way uh, so that our taxes are paid on time and our business is as profitable as possible. Thank you to today's show sponsor for making it all possible. And that is Jobber. Jobber is a CRM and uh, it's going to help us to send out quotes to uh, customers when it's time to get paid, to send them an invoice, to get paid on time. Uh, You can do scheduling with Jobber and it's that all in one place where you can just uh, run the administrative side of our businesses and keep everything nice and organized. And so I switched to Jobber as the CRM to run my business in 2019. And uh, it's been a huge blessing uh, for the convenience sake of communicating with my customers customers, as well as just getting paid. Uh, there was a, I was watching a YouTube video the other day and this person asked, you know, how do you get paid? I'm like, you send an invoice <laughs> through Jobber and, uh, you know, the customer pays it. It's, uh, it's very, very simple, but it's not, it's just not an invoicing software that you can invoice and you should invoice through it, but there's many other, um, benefits of, of having a CRM and uh, just having everything in all in one place and, and the administrative part of our business uh, nice and organized. And so if you want to try Jobber, they're offering Green Industry Podcast listeners 20% off your first six months. All you got to do is visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul, or just click on the link in today's show notes. Get organized, my friends. Get paid faster. Try Jobber. All right. Well, without further ado, Sit back, take some notes, get out your calculator. <laughs> you, you don't have to really bust out the TI-84. Uh, I don't even know if they know what that is, Marty. The, yeah, you know what it is. All right. Well, without further ado, here's Sheila and Megan. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Back by popular demand are my personal bookkeeper and certified financial planner, Sheila 
Chaplin from South Carolina and Megan Corberly from sunny Florida. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, Paul. Not so sunny, but... Yeah, not so sunny here in Charleston either. Why do they call it the Sunshine State then? That's- I'm I'm still wondering because Pensacola gets hit nonstop with thunderstorms. In fact, growing up, my memory of summers was a, a rainstorm every day at three o'clock, which was pool time, and you couldn't go to the pool on those rainy day, those thunder days, of course. So um, yeah, I still have yet to figure that out, but I'm guessing it shines more than other places. Well, I'm excited to have you guys back on the program because a lot of our listeners, we're good at uh, laying down stripes and and cutting grass and, you know, maybe uh, doing even bigger projects than that. And when it comes to the number side of the business, it just can be overwhelming. And uh, we continue to talk about uh, knowing our numbers. And thankfully, it's becoming more and more of a conversation in our community. But you guys see you know, the actual numbers, the actual books, the actual tax bills and all of that. And so I really want to let you continue to share today about common mistakes that you see with your clients and how we can really make sure we're running our business um, optimally and and successfully. Awesome. Let's roll. Sounds good. Cool. Well, I want to start with that. I asked the tough questions around here. I I want you guys to each answer this. What, What are the common mistakes that you notice when you know, you have a new client and you're just like probably seeing trends as because you've been doing this for a while now that, oh man, that company made that mistake and this company made the same exact mistake. What what, what are some of those um, mistakes that you're noticing? Do you want to oh. go first on that one, Megan? Yay. Did you say me go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Let's see if I can distill some of these common mistakes. I think... Paul and I have talked about some of the bookkeeping mistakes I see in terms of not understanding in a bookkeeping sense for the organization, what should be considered a direct cost, what should just be considered overhead. So if we're going in a bookkeeping way, then certainly that's one of them. The organization seems easy at the onset because QuickBooks provides that chart of accounts. And so you can see the names of them advertising. You can see, you know, um, you can make your accounts, so whatever it is you want, that tends to be a really common mistake of, of thinking everything is a certain type of account and it's not. In fact, I just had a phone call the other day from a 15-minute gentleman who at the, at the end of August, I just said, would you like my chart of accounts? And he said, sure. He's like, that would be amazing. And you could, you could tell he knew, I don't know where he learned it, but he knew there needed to be a little bit more organization in his, in his chart of accounts. So in terms of the bookkeeping side that I see, a lot of times it does come when you're dealing with an income account versus a gross, a cost of goods account versus just an expense account. Um, oftentimes in terms of bookkeeping, I see loan payments go on the profit and loss because people see that profit and loss as just ins and outs in terms of cash. And that's not at all what a profit and loss is supposed to communicate to you. It's now supposed to be communicate cash in just a cash sense. That's what the cash flow statement is for. So I often see, often, that's probably the biggest one actually, would be loan payments sitting there on the expense um, because people are just wanting to know what left their bank account and, and where their cash is going. And that's not all what the profit and loss is trying to communicate at, the, at its core. That's good. Thanks for sharing, Megan. What about you, Sheila? Um, you know, aside from the disorganized books, um, which thankfully I have worked with people like Megan that can clean that up for you. But um, 
I, uh, I think probably I just reiterate, I'm, I'm a CFP. I am not a CPA or a tax attorney, not giving you any advice here, but if you are going to take some advice from the general public, <laughs> understand what applies to your business. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, understand how, I mean, all businesses are slightly different. And yes, there are general classifications as far as LLCs and sole proprietors and S-Corps and C-Corps partnerships. Um, but the advice that you hear on, you know, maybe a radio show or, you know, uh, just in the media in general might not apply to your business. It's really important that you have your own professional guidance that's based on what your business is actually doing and, and who you are. Right. Um, you know, and I think we, we talked about this last time of failing to understand how you need to become your become the employer and the employee mm-hmm. how to transition from bec- being an employee to being the boss mm-hmm. to being self-employed to uh, paying your own taxes paying estimated taxes knowing how to calculate that amount um, you know and I think uh, just it, learning and, you know, I know that you you guys both talk about this a lot, but you, you need to, to save that money and you need to, to partition it off and you need to make sure that you understand what those buckets actually, how full they should be at the end of the year. Um, but I think, you know, that and then making sure, um, and I know, Paul, you've, uh, we talked about this last time, but making sure you hire a payroll company or you understand how to run payroll <laughs> with your first employee um, and, and you know, the types of uh, records that you need to keep. So, um, you know, I, I think those are just a couple of the ones that come to mind quickly. So one of the things I trumpet too is getting a payroll provider. And I'm not the interviewer here, but I actually just was thinking about this, Sheila. You do some payroll. Can you maybe speak to what are the benefits of working with like a payroll provider whose sole purpose is to provide you with those payroll services like ADP, like even QuickBooks payroll versus having a local CPA do it? Do you do you know any of those pros versus cons? Because I constantly push that payroll provider who is specializing specifically in just that, who has so many things automated at this point. Whereas a CPA is is asking you for your tax IDs and then saying, okay, this is not just going to pull, make sure you have this much. And there's so much that's automated now. Is there pros and cons to perhaps doing someone local versus a payroll provider? Um, I love payroll providers. <laughs> I, you know, and, and um, there's some great ones out there and they're very cost effective. And just to be clear about the type of payroll that, that I help, I'm, it's really an assisted payroll mm-hmm. and I'm working with, um, you know, technology is as, is as good as you are at using it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, what I have found and what I've seen is that people rely a little too heavily on 
you know, just this automated system and they, they don't really follow up with it or they don't fully take advantage of all the resources that are provided. Yeah. So they're, they're not following labor laws. They don't have the right signage that, you know, that the right employee forms, they don't have uh, an employee handbook. They don't have a lot of the things that are, you know, go with <laughs> Being an employer is not just writing a paycheck. Right. Um, you and and this is not only true from the payroll and the Department of Labor's standpoint, but also probably from your insurance providers, mm-hmm. um, your liability insurance. So you know you want to make sure that you've got all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted, and that's where I kind of to come in and provide a consultant role and also to make sure that you're linking um, your your payroll provider to your books, that you're reviewing it, that you're making sure that the forms that then get um, filed on your behalf are actually correct mm-hmm. and that they're actually getting filed. Yeah, actually, that <laughs> because that's, that can be a challenge that people don't expect, you know, and it it could just be totally a system glitch. It could just be some one box that you didn't check when you set that system up. So it's, you know, I'm more of a a consultant in that role and and somebody did, you know, I I guess I do provide some where I'm actually entering hours and things like that, but it's assisted. I'm still using a payroll provider because it's, it's safe and it's easy. Yes, I agree. It's a very cost effective. Yeah. Megan, I'm just looking right now at the special. So roll by ADP. ADP is one of the biggest ones um, that I'm aware of. I think everyone's kind of heard of them. They created an app called Roll. So it's Roll by ADP. They're giving Green Industry Podcast listeners three free months to try it. Great. And then it's only $29 per month plus $5 per employee. So if you just said, yeah. So, so if you have... Three employees, that's $15 per month plus the, the regular 29, which ADP knows if you're in California, Illinois, New York, Florida, when you put in your information, they're going to know the tax laws in your state, of course, in, in, in your country. And then when you, you just text them, you know, whoever, Robert worked uh, 35 hours this week and, and then it's going to pay, it's going to confirm you know, we're going to take the money out of this account to pay Robert. Yes, confirm. Right. And it's um, it's super convenient. So right. when I yes. go ahead, super cost effective. And that actually reminds me of another common bookkeeping mistake is that when clients are doing the bookkeeping before they onboard a professional or before they just have time to educate them on all the little nooks and crannies mm-hmm. of bookkeeping is that oftentimes what they regard as wages is just simply what check they wrote. Not And not only that, it's when it got cash. So when we saw it come up in the bank and that's not really a good estimation of the wages for that month, it should go in as what we call a journal entry. And then what we do with the bank is just moderate when the cash, when the taxes were paid, that's sort of what the bank transactions are there for. And so if you do have someone, someone more professional in the sense that, you know, they've, they've just educated themselves a little bit more in this area is that they will help you see, okay, this is how much you've accrued in terms of, let's say, federal taxes, um, which the ADP or QuickBooks payroll, whichever one, you know, whatever payroll provider, they will also have that amount too. But what a bookkeeper can do is just moderate and see that all of those numbers are working out in the way that they should and that you're not missing a payment 
um, per se. Maybe there's a form that didn't get filed and you thought it was filed and good long time ago. And yet you have a balance that's accruing. And so, you know, those are things we can bring to your attention. And then like Sheila said, she can help you make sure if in your, you're in New York or whatever state, and maybe you're, you're compliant alongside what the payroll that payroll service is providing. So that reminds me of another common error in bookkeeping is that wages are only recognized when the check is actually cashed. And that's not an, a good appropriation of what your wages are for a month. Yeah, real quick, Megan, um, Mr. Producer will put in today's episode notes the link to Roll by ADP. Um, if you guys want to check it out, just click on that link and get started. So it's super, super convenient for you. Awesome. Yeah, no excuses. Three, four yeah. months. That's a, pretty, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, um, but that made me think of something else whenever um, we we're talking about mis- you know, common errors. Mm-hmm. Also, please make sure that you understand the sales tax in your state. What's taxed and what's not um, is different in every state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think I, the last, Tom, we were having a conversation. Um, I mentioned, um, you know, you can always go to the Department of Labor for your state. You can go on your, uh, there's usually links from the same page that you went to for the Secretary of State. There's usually links there to your Department of Labor. Um, Secretary of State would have been where you went to go file your organization papers for your state. Yes. Be aware of your sales tax in your state. First place to go would just be other landscapers and ask them, hey, do you remit sales tax? But then for sure, finalize your answer on what is taxable and what's not taxable with your Department of Revenue or like she said, the Labor Department. Yeah, you don't want to get a nasty letter about mid-year that says, hey, we're closing your business because you haven't paid sales tax. And I mean, it's it's easy. It's even even it's even easy at that point to uh, to fix it because most of them are pretty you know, they're, they're not out to get you. They're just trying to get you we'll to do what where. you need to do. And so, but yeah, you can call them and they'll, they'll work with you, but yeah, you don't want to get that letter and you don't want to pay fines and penalties and things on, on something that's really easy to, to make sure that you take care of. Most states, it's about the 20th of the month from the previous month that you need to file your paperwork and pay your, pay your uh, sales taxes. So and on top of that if you do owe sales tax in your state be sure you understand how that sales tax is calculated and is working in your invoicing system so whether it's jobber whether it's yardbook if if you have a client that's exempt and so on their invoice you just delete it you know you've got to know what what's actually happening behind the scenes and obviously most of the time when you delete something you're just deleting it but if you it will help you if you read through and understand the reports that report sales tax, how that sales tax is calculated, and really understand what you're doing in your software when you are applying that sales tax. Because sales tax is not income. And that's that's a big recognition when someone does hire a bookkeeper often is that if, if QuickBooks is not recognizing your sales, if QuickBooks is recognizing your sales tax as income, I'm there to subtract it from your income because that money is not yours. It is the state's. Mm -hmm. That money you're collecting for sales tax was never yours to begin with. And it's just you remitting it to the state. And so it should be seen as a liability on your (laughs) your business until you, you know, obviously pay by, like Sheila said, typically the 20th of the next month. 
Yeah, you, you are collecting, you are the tax collector for the state. Or the tax collector, yeah. <laughs> Some states. What states yeah. do you not, see? Not all states. What states do you see? I know, Megan, you have a, a lot of my listeners that are your customers. So what states are you seeing that in? In terms of which which states require sales tax? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, let me pull up my spreadsheet. I started a sales tax sheet cheat sheet because I have many clients from several different states. So I know the first state that doesn't require it would be my own state, Florida, in the general sense. Oh, of, y'all got it going down down there in Florida, oh, man. Yeah. Move here. <laughs> you will, you'll discover all the benefits, even though it may not always be the sunshine state. <laughs> I've, I've considered it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, so I, can, I actually can speak more to which ones don't require it. And the big one would be Florida. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Track It, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Track It with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard, But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February, sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase, and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Um, obviously, check with this, but these are some of my notes here. I know in Mississippi, they have, a odd rule, they have an odd tax code in the sense that if you are installing then you have to tax that. But if it's just a service where you are repairing or maintenancing, like mowing, like weeding, then it's not taxable. So Mississippi has a little bit of a double rule depending on the type of service you're providing. And it all it all has to do with who's the fine what the state deems as the final user of the materials. 
So if the, if the state deems you as the contractor in their eyes, as the final user of the materials, then you pay the sales tax on them and then you just roll that into your services, um, the materials into your services, and then vice versa, depending on, well, like I said, what the state considers that service to be, whether they consider you as the landscaper to be the final user of the materials or your, like your clientele, the final use of the materials. So Mississippi has a has two different rules depending on the service. Um, South Carolina, everything's non-taxable. Sheila might be able to speak to that. I'm pretty sure in terms of services. Yeah, South Carolina is not big on taxing services. Yep. Um, West Virginia, non-taxable is capital improvements, which is a very small um, realm. Non-capital improvements are taxable. So it really depends on the state. I'll call out. I'll call out the good, the good uh, states here. So Florida, Alabama, Virginia, and Massachusetts. Those are the ones I have. Obviously, please make sure you you double check my efforts. But that is, and these are phone calls or these are emails to those states to see okay. is landscaping taxable. And those are my notes so far. They do not have taxable services. Yeah. A lot of states are like that with the um, with the installation versus maintenance. Yes. Yep. So that, that's the clarification. And I don't emails work really well, too, because yeah. everybody's busy during the day and you're like, oh, I forgot to call them. I forgot to call them. Don't don't worry about calling them. They'll, they'll answer your emails. Too. Legitimate email. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've gotten most responses within a legitimate time. And if, you know, I was like, hmm, I haven't heard from that state. Just another. And email. you have it in writing. <laughs> yeah, and having in writing, and you know, if it was a phone call, I just document. Yeah. It. And sales tax code changes, so you you want to just keep up with that, or you know, like I said, have a professional who's going to help help you stay in those lines. It's dependent upon um, which county you live in, too. Um, what's I mean, some some cities have taxes that are you know within each county. Um, it can mm-hmm. get pretty complex. Yeah, I have one client who crosses state lines for his work. So oh, yeah. He's got a lot to keep up with in terms of knowing where the service was provided versus perhaps just where he's um, located for his company, his uh, shop. Well, Megan, you're in the trenches. You know lawn care business um, better than any of us because you see day after day after day, you know, the true facts of the numbers of lawn care businesses in all these different states. So what are you noticing from the businesses that are transforming and getting better and, and more mar- profit margin and healthy. Uh, you know, what, what are some of your takeaways? You you see these businesses, you see these numbers. Uh, what are you, as your as customers, clients of yours are working with you, you know, for a longer period of time and you're able to, you know, get a better intimate feel of the numbers of their business. What, what are you noticing on your end? As in what's allowing them to scale and become a little bit more profitable over the time? Yeah, I mean, any takeaways from those businesses? I'm, I'm just curious because I, I know my business and, you know, but you you know multiple businesses. So I'm, I'm just got to be wondering what's going through your mind uh, as you're as you're watching, hopefully these businesses improve and grow as they right. get more intentional about knowing their numbers. So I'll definitely have more to state because we did just roll out a really in-depth, uh, more in-depth analysis now that we're reaching that two-year mark with some some of the same clientele in the industry that we really want to focus on in the landscaping industry. So over the time, we're hoping we'll have a little bit more insight as to what those businesses are doing in order to grow. 
if I were to recognize some of the trends, it it is about knowing your numbers and the education that comes with that. So we have tried our best to target people who feel like they have a, I hate to say it this way, but maybe a safe, a safer space with someone who's intimate with your numbers. Cause you've talked about just feeling a little bit ashamed and not wanting someone to seriously pick every single line out and ask you about it if they don't know. And that can get a little bit daunting. And so creating that space, first of all, for people who are saying to themselves, I don't know anything about it. And if I turn to this bookkeeper or this, you know, firm, this big firm, I'm just going to get pushed aside because I'm too small. Mm -hmm. And so helping our clients be educated. One of the biggest things note that we are trying to educate our clients on is the difference between what their profit and loss communicates versus their cash flow statement communicates. And, you know, I, I'm getting into a lot of like bookkeeping terms here, but if your profit and loss isn't recognizing the amount of services and not just the cash that was deposited. So oftentimes the cash that, that uh, layout on your profit and loss is used for taxes. And yet we find it best in terms of analysis that you use what's called accrual. So if you are invoicing people that, that invoice or that service should be recognized in the month that it occurs. And so once you get some of this education in place and they start to, to understand and realize the words that you're using, they start to be able to put a picture in their minds of their business that is more accurate than just what their bank is telling them. And so we've, we've had several businesses under us just completely skyrocket from, you know, like the 300,000 mark to the 800,000 to the 900,000. Whoa. Yes. And, and that's not a result of us. Let me be honest. I mean, I will take a little small stake in the fact that we've got them organized and I'm sure because of us, they're not spending a terrible amount of time in their books unnecessarily. And so they can focus on those sales or those collections, which is really important for cash flow. And so you know, we, we are now slowly being able to see those numbers. To be honest, we've never had anyone regress, <laughs> you know. And so as a result of educating themselves, they are starting to see a better picture of what's going on in the business than just what a bank statement provides or what, let's be real, their, their bookkeeping provides. Because, you know, if they're calculating loans as expenses, that's, that's not a good way of knowing exactly what your services are doing and what your margins are. So with our new thing we rolled out, we hope to see a lot more of the specifics on, you know, what questions are we answering as a result of really zooming in on your gross profit? You know, is that a pricing problem? Is that a, a routing problem? Is that a um, collections problem? So, but yeah, the, the, we've seen several grow exponent exponentially underneath us, which is really exciting because they're hitting different problems than somebody who, you know, has that $100,000 business that is wanting to be professional and, and start gaining some of that ground, but they're starting to hit different problems. Well, I think once you start adding to your team, I mean, I think underlying what Megan is saying and what my experience has been with, with working with Megan and Joey um, and our joint clients is the ability to step back, reduce that level of stress that comes with having the disorganization, knowing you need to do it, knowing you don't have time to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just that whole kind of 
butterflies and, and, you know, waking up in the middle of the night going, I, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I'm making money, but where's it going? And, you know, but once you kind of step back from that level of stress, you're able to actually self-analyze a little bit. Mm. You're able to plan. And I mean, I think not having a plan <laughs> besides, um, getting in your, in your car and going to the next, your next right. appointment is, okay. is really devastating to a business. And it's what pretty much puts that self-imposed ceiling on the business because mm -hmm. you can't get anywhere without help. <laughs> you can't right. scale, you know, and you can't scale without money. <laughs> so understanding how all of those things work together and, and being able to, to really focus on where you need to put not only your, your dollars, but your effort and your mental energy. And maybe it's marketing and maybe it's um, some training and maybe it's, you know, some certifications that you're wanting. Maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, but you can't figure that out if you're constantly just worrying about keeping the equipment maintained and getting to right. your next, to your next appointment, uh, you know, or, or if you have five days of rain and you're like, Oh Lord, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do now? Um, you know, so being able to, I think just breathe and be the owner. Yes. And um, that, reminds me, that reminds me, we had a, a client call yesterday and it's the first time this has ever happened to me, but they said, it was just the 50 minute. And they said, we've looked at our numbers and we know we can afford you. And I thought, you know, that's, that's what we want our owners to be able to do with the product we're trying to give them. It's the ability, like Sheila said, to step back, feel like you're in charge and not just running from grass to grass or house to house and know what your business is telling you and knowing some of those caveats where we can, you know, make it a little bit better and make it a little better, but it's actually having a good picture of what's going on in your business rather than just seeing your bank account. And, you know, of course, if you listen to Mike McCallitz, he's he's all about, you know, most people run off that emotional bank account of, oh, it's too low. Oh, it's too high. And that's stressful. Man, that's stressful. That is a very stressful way to live. And so what she, me and Sheila can provide is, first of all, we're going to help you disregard a lot of information. The signs of an intelligent business owner is one who, like Sheila said at the very beginning, is that practical piece of advice of not everything applies to you. And so having a second person to come in with a little bit more of an objective view who reads, you know, who reads the numbers and knows what it's trying to communicate can get you to see what it is your business is doing and how it's functioning and give you a plan for where you want to go. And then, you know, make the thing, make the changes necessary in order to get to where you want to go. But really defining where you want to go is of utmost importance. And then disregarding some of that information that's not necessary to you at the time for moving toward that plan. Yeah. From a business owner's perspective, what helped me move the needles, actually your husband, uh, Megan, Joey, he, and there's all these numbers and it's so overwhelming. You don't know what to focus on or what to look at. And he made it so simple for me um, in one of the monthly profit meetings. He said, you know, and, and, and this is, we're, we're teasing a future episode. I'm going to do it, Megan and Joey about their new, um, data analyzation masterpiece that you guys have. But Joey was kind of better testing me in this. And he was like, listen, your income, you need to 
hit this mark every yeah. month, X amount of dollars to pay yourself owner's pay, to pay your, all your um, expenses and to, you know, all the goals that we've talked about that I personally have. Joey gave me a number and he's mm-hmm. like, this is the number that you have to have as your basement floor revenue each month. And that lit a fire under my rear end because I was like, okay, now now I know I got I to gotta hustle and get that number. And then he also gave me an expense number. Let's let's keep it under this number. And I'm, I'm not faithful. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it because I, yeah. I got to. That's awesome to hear because a lot of people ask, you know, what, a lot of times in 15 minutes they're like, now what does your husband do? And I'm like, mm-hmm. he's the brains. I mean, he he's not sitting around doing nothing. He even though you don't see him, he is definitely the brain. And we will hopefully be talking about this, you know, as you were queuing it up just in the next um, session that you hear from me and Joey together, we hope to be talking a little bit about uh, merging this investing business mindset that Joey has with the landscaping industry and, and marrying those through the monthly meetings. So obviously the boots on the ground owners of the, the landscaping know that industry really, really well and merging it with a little bit of a investing mindset. And so what metrics are responsible and then listening to our clients. That's why we like the monthly meetings is we constantly get that feedback of, well, I don't really care about that. This is what I'm trying to do. And that to me is the definition of business. It's, it's there to serve you. So if this is what you're trying to do. We can now get into that monthly. Okay. Well, here's what you need to make and here's what you should spend. And if you can keep it within these margins, you know, with, with a plus or minus of, thousand dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. then you've got, you're where you want to be at this point. And then we can look to the next goal if that's the case. But yes, um, finally, we are getting into that analysis where we feel like we've got the organization and the education summed up enough to where we can start doing that for our, our clients. Yeah, and it's so helpful. We are very excited about because I know that's what clients want the very first day. Yes. You know, you know they you know they've got all these stresses and and hopefully we don't try to sell ourselves as some miracle. But you know, they come to us and they're like, all right, well how am I doing? And it's like, whoa, 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 well, we gotta talk sales tax. We gotta yeah. talk a business plan. We've got to talk what profitability even means. We've got, you know, and so well, I've been working with y'all for years now. And so, but to take the numbers off the profit and loss statement, the statement of cash flows, the balance sheet, and then to actually have like a summary of, Paul, hit this number each month yeah. and stay below this number in your expenses. And what's interesting, since Joey had that conversation with me, my revenue every single month, I've, I've surpassed that okay. threshold. I've, I haven't missed it one month because I, ha- I have a goal and it's not just like, you're willy nilly like, oh, I want to make X, I want to make 20 grand this month. But there's actually a mathematical reason behind what the goal is. And I, you know, I'm a go-getter. So I'm I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And I, like when the month starts over, I'm like, all right, I got to do it again. And uh, it's been, (laughs) it's been so helpful. And then with Sheila, you know, uh, September 15th is coming up by the time you guys listen to it. I'm not sure it may have already come and gone, but you know, the, the, I've saved my quarterly taxes because Sheila's helped me, you know, uh, I, I, you're a really nice lady, Sheila, but I, I need someone like, <laughs> you know, mean to be like, Paul, you got to set the money aside now. You know what I mean? So Sheila's got a, a she's a great at the balancing the, uh, you know, keep us in our place and make sure oh, we're setting that money well, aside. It's, it's, it's nice to have um, a relationship with good clients like you, Paul, but also to have that bridge 
with Megan and Joey there and having this, I can focus on helping you meet your goals. I can be, yes, the the good cop and the bad cop at the same time um, and make sure that you're meeting those um, those obligations that you have to the taxing entities, first and foremost. And then we can start working on the the personal goals. Um, You know, I get I get a little bit of in both worlds um, because most of the time the work that I do with clients you know, because Megan and Joey can help you focus on how those how that business is functioning and and getting what you want out of that business, I can help you from that point on on how that actually affects your personal life, right. and making sure not only that the business is is covered from a you know all the compliance standpoints, but that you're personally taking care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. So it's just that that little extra bit of of coddling on the back end and and prodding on the front end sometimes. Um, But, you know, I think having someone that can provide you with the guidance, but also provide you with the um, with the support to to say, hey, you know what, maybe we didn't exactly hit that goal this quarter, but we'll do, you know, now now you know what the what the circuit, you know, what brought you to that point. Now you know how to maybe fix that issue and and move on. And if if you don't, then in that next meeting where me and you and and Megan are talking, then we're going to figure it out. Um, You know, because I I am very excited about uh, Megan and Joey's new uh, system that they're coming up with, but most excited about the fact that, I mean, Megan and I talk and I can, I can, um, and, and Joey too, um, and I can help alleviate that duplication of you having to give the same information to your, your, your CPA, your tax preparer, uh, uh, your bookkeeper, um, because we work jointly and, you know, as long as you're okay with it, then we're sharing files and we don't have to bug you every time we need a, a report because yeah, we don't have it. to be annoying, Paul. <laughs> so, so we don't, we don't have to be quite as annoying for us last time. <laughs> my my right my Amazon expenses drive Megan crazy. Which thankfully QuickBooks has found a solution. Just got to get it out there, but um, yeah, yeah, that Amazon is not fun. Do you ever come home and there's like a package at your front door and you forgot what you ordered? I was like, yeah. what did I even order again? And then you open, oh yeah, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> it, it's uh, yep. just one little click and you're there. So it's, it's dangerous. Yep, I know. It's way too convenient. Well, speaking of being convenient, Mr. Producer makes things convenient for us with the show descriptions or also known as the show notes by putting hyperlinks down there to products and services you may hear about during the program. And so included in today's show notes is the link to Joey and Megan's uh, landscaping bookkeeper schedule where you can get a free 15-minute call with Megan to talk about your business and if you're a good fit to work with their services. And he will also put the link to Sheila Chaplin, the Certified Financial Planner Services, if you'd like to connect with Sheila about your taxes, about financial planning, uh, and getting getting your money uh, right and in order. So, uh, again, I personally use Sheila and Megan, and uh, they have been such a benefit to my life, to my business, to my peace of mind, to my organization, and uh, to to the, to the overall uh, financial plan um, of of what I got going on 
uh, with my business and with my life. And I'm, I'm so, so thankful for them. And um, I think they'll be a big benefit to your business as well. So uh, you can click on those links in today's show notes and uh, connect with them on a personal level. And good news, uh, tomorrow they'll be back for part two of this as we kind of been doing a little series on knowing your numbers. I hope it's been um, really helpful to you. I know we've gotten a lot of feedback when we have these kind of conversations. People are just thankful that we talk about this stuff. And uh, I feel like they're the experts. And so I wanted to give them the, the platform to share um, what they wanted to share. So uh, stay tuned for part two of this conversation uh, coming up on tomorrow's program. Thanks for listening and hope to catch you on the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.